Welcome to a new episode of NLs of the Rheumatic Diseases Podcast. I'm Dr. Paul Sudnik from Austria, and today we will be talking to Dr. Michael Leutner from the Medical University of Vienna. Dr. Leutner is a medical resident and a postdoctoral researcher there. I'm very glad that you join us today. Thank you, Paul, for the invitation to participate in the podcast. First, I would like to introduce myself. My name is Michael Leutner and I work at the Department for Internal Medicine 3, Division of Endocrinology and Metabolism at the Medical University of Vienna. My current research investigates the relationship between cholesterol-lowering drugs and hormone-related diseases such as osteoporosis. Well, and this is exactly uh, where the current study will lead us. So today we'll be discussing um, the recently published paper of Dr. Leutner, named Diagnosis of Osteoporosis in Statin-Treated Patients is Dose-Dependent, which was published in the December issue of 2019. Um, so jumping right in, when looking at it, what was the intention for the implementation of this study? So how, how was the study hypothesis in that regard defined? Yeah, this is a very important question because we had some interesting rationales why we did this analysis. First, we know that statins are some of the most prescribed medications worldwide. And we also know that they are effective in lowering blood cholesterol levels by inhibiting the HMG-CoA reductase, which is the main enzyme in the synthesis of cholesterol. So statins therefore also reduce the risk of cardiovascular disease dramatically and the guidelines published recently by the European Society of Cardiology recommend reducing LDL cholesterol levels in high-risk patients to lower than 55 milligrams per deciliter, which means that high-dose statin treatment and also other lipid-lowering medications such as PCSK9 inhibitors, for example, are necessary in order to achieve these treatment goals. I think it is important to know that cholesterol is a molecule that is crucial to many physiological functions of the human body. Being a central constituent of the cell membrane, we also know that cholesterol is essential for the synthesis of steroid hormones, bile acids, or vitamin D, and is also involved in immune regulation, for example. Yeah, the fact that cholesterol is a substance required for the synthesis of steroid hormones is a very, very important issue. And so, especially the effect of higher dosages and potencies of statins on the levels of steroid hormones is an overall unexplored area so far. And based on the fact that cholesterol is the basic substance for severe vital hormones, we hypothesize that there could be a dose and also potency-dependent relationship between statin treatment and hormone-related diseases such as osteoporosis. When you look now at the design, can you give us a brief outline how you designed the study to address this question? Yeah, the study was um, designed as follows. It was a, um, or the present study was a cross-sectional retrospective analysis of the entire Austrian population. So what is the, the brief overview on the results of this study? 
we investigated all Austrians for whom data existed, existed documenting all primary and secondary diagnoses made during hospital stays and all prescriptions of drugs. And we were able to show for the first time that there is a dose-dependent relationship between different kinds of statins and diagnosis of osteoporosis. In general, we investigated medical data for more than 7,900,000 Austrians. So the main findings of our study were that low-dose statin treatment was related to an underrepresentation of diagnosed osteoporosis, whereas on the other hand, high-dose statin treatment was related to an overrepresentation. To go into more detail, statin treatment with, for example, simvastatin or rosuvastatin of up to 10 milligrams per day was related to a reduction to the risk of being diagnosed with osteoporosis of up to 30% when compared to non-statin-treated controls. Nevertheless, the increase in the dosages of more than 20 milligrams per day of the different kinds of statins was related to a continuously increased risk of being diagnosed with osteoporosis. In further consequence, we also performed robustness tests in order to investigate whether the results of the present study could be confounded by comorbidities related to osteoporosis and commonly treated with statins such as diabetes or cardiovascular disease and could show that the results did not change qualitatively at the end. So in one sentence, what is the most intriguing finding in your study? We found that there is a dose-dependent relationship between different kinds of statins and diagnosis of osteoporosis resulting in an underrepresentation of osteoporosis in low-dose statin treatment and an overrepresentation of osteoporosis in high-dose statin treatment. Well, this is probably the real uh, novelty in, in that concept because as you're aware, and, and you discussed this also in your paper, that um, previous studies um, showed kind of different results. So when you look now how do you see the results of these dose-dependent affective statins on osteoporosis in contrast to, to these studies that actually outline the probable reduction in fracture risk in people with, that are treated with statins? Because so far it, it didn't get into the red warning box. This is an interesting point because, as you said, um, earlier studies have shown that statins have a protective effect on bone metabolism and could reduce the risk of fracture. Thus, it has been shown that statins enhance bone formation, for example, by increasing the expression of bone morphogenic protein, which is an osteoprotective protein, or by protecting osteoblasts from apoptosis. Nevertheless, there are also other data which do not indicate an osteoprotective effect of statins. And a new aspect of our study was that we investigated the relationship between different kinds of statins with different potencies and dosages with the diagnosis of osteoporosis in detail. And therefore, we, our results were also in line with earlier studies. Um, and we could also find an underrepresentation of osteoporosis 
however, only in low-dose statin treatment. Increasing the dosages of, on the other hand, reverse these results and therefore an overrepresentation of osteoporosis could be observed. So we hypothesized that in higher dosages of statins, the synthesis of cholesterol is inhibited in a stronger way and could thus be related to an impairment of the synthesis of sex hormones, which could overrule the osteoprotective effect of statins in lower dosages. This is important because low sex hormone levels have been shown to be closely related to the development of osteoporosis and data also exist indicating that statins can reduce the levels of estrogens or testosterone. Well, um, this is really nicely explained, I would say. Could you imagine or where do you see uh, an open window for still a potential buyers in this study or in the design of the study? Yeah, one limitation of our study is that we only had access to the current dosages of statins the patients are taking. All the same, we only included patients who regularly took the statin treatment over a minimum time period of one year. Another limitation is that the diagnosis of osteoporosis is based on ICD codes, so we had no access to data on bone densitometry, for example. Because of the cross-sectional study design, we were only able to report correlations and not causative interactions. But interestingly, our results did not change qualitatively in our robustness tests where we excluded potential confounding factors that are closely related to osteoporosis or statin treatment, such as age, overweight and obesity, diabetes, or cardiovascular disease. So how would you say that you can implement this, this knowledge in clinical care. Are you doing something different already? Firstly, I would have to say that statins are most effective in preventing and reducing the risk of cardiovascular events. And therefore, it is important that hyperlipidemic patients are treated according to the currently available guidelines. However, the fact is that cholesterol is the basic substance for vital hormones and that we could show that high-dose statin treatment was related to an overrepresentation of osteoporosis. I think these two aspects in particular would indicate that when populations with a high risk of osteoporosis, such as postmenopausal women are undergoing high-dose statin treatment, bone metabolism should be investigated regularly. Well, Dr. Leutner, this was uh, really fantastic. So thank you very much for your time and contributing to this podcast, um, providing these insights on the topic that actually really was picked up by several newspapers last autumn um, because of that, well, kind of change that uh, might happen or how we perceive this topic and how we deal in prescribing, even though, of course, as you outlined, guidelines that are currently existing um, do make sense and should be followed in clinical care. Thank you for joining again. Yeah, thank you, Paul, for the invitation to participate in the podcast. Thank you all for joining us uh, in this ARD podcast. And if you would like to read this full paper, please visit the website ard.bmj.com.